welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and science graduate specialising in genetics, immunology and citizen science, Emma Perfetto, is updating us on mites that inhabit your face and nipple area. And I am Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist, who is slightly concerned about the conversation to follow. So if you didn't already know, I'm sorry to be the bearer of some really distressing information, but there are microscopic mites living in the skin of your face and nipples. They live inside your pores, only emerging at night to move between hair follicles on a quest to find a mate. Now, the first ever full genome sequencing studying of these mites has been published in the journal Molecular Biology and Evolution, and it's revealed just why they have such bizarre mating habits and body features and how they might be heading for an evolutionary dead end. Emma, tell me more about the mites that are living on our skin as we speak. Yes, so I learned about these this week, Sophie, and I shudder every time I remember that they're there. So apparently humans carry two species of uh, mites. There's Demodex brevis, which are these solitary species of mites that live in the sebaceous glands within our pores. And then there's the subject of this study, which are Demodex folliculorum, which all aggregate together in groups in the upper portion of the hair follicles within these, these pores. And... Apparently, they are really numerous in sort of like the wings of our nose, that area we get lots of blackheads in, on our um, forehead, in our ear canals, and on our nipples. Now, Emma, I don't want to be an alarmist, but I'm a little bit concerned at this stage. Please continue because I'm sure what you're about to tell me is fine and I'll be really comfortable with it. <laughs> okay, so so they're carried by about 90% of us. So, you know, it could turn out that neither of us have them. Perfect. You know, 10% chance. I'm just going to I'm just going to believe that for myself. Yes, I would like to believe it for me as well and and thank you for letting me know that might be the case. <laughs> so they they're apparently they're passed on to us during birth. And where they live inside the pores, they eat the, the sebum that the sebaceous glands produce. That's that sort of waxy, oily substance that coats and moisturizes and protects our skin. And thankfully, they are only 0.3 millimeters long. So you can't see them with the naked eye because uh, that would be just a step too far, I think. Yeah, I guess that's a bit comforting. Uh, so what did the researchers do to look more closely at these things? Okay, so they extracted these mites from the forehead and nose of a person with the help of a blackhead remover and sort of looking more closely at them under the microscope revealed some pretty bizarre body features for these mites. So... Apparently, the males have a penis that protrudes upwards from the front of their body. Okay, sure. Um, so they kind of have to position themselves beneath the female as they both cling to the hair follicle while mating at night. Do you know what? I'm pretty sure that that's also how sea otters mate. But oh. I, no one quote me on that, but I saw them at the Vancouver Aquarium once and there was definitely, they were both lying down and then the male came from, from like underneath with a, with a penis that pointed sort of straight up. Wow. Wow, there the you more go. you know. The more you know. <laughs> 
And so apparently, previously, some researchers didn't think that these mites had an anus either. Okay. But underneath the microscope, these researchers were able to find one. So instead of, you know, accumulating all of their feces over their entire lifetime and then sort of releasing it all when they died, causing inflammation, which was had been thought of in the past, the, the mites are in the clear. They do, in fact, have an anus and they're not causing that, you know, inflammation that occurs. Okay, great. Oh. <laughs> so... I want to know about their genomes, Emma. What did this reveal about them? Okay, so after they were looked at underneath the microscope, they were analysed, the whole genomes, genomes were sequenced. And what was found is actually super interesting. So apparently their genome has become really reduced. So they've, they've lost a lot of genes, um, making them like super, super simple organisms. Interesting. And it's because the mites live such an isolated life inside the pores of us. So that means that they're not exposed to any external threats. They have zero competition to infest their hosts, which is us. And they don't also have encounters with other mites containing different genes. So there's like a really reduced selective pressure on them. That is really interesting. So do they know what kinds of genes they've lost? Lots, lots of different genes. For instance, some that they've lost explain why they only become active at night. So they've actually lost the genes that make it possible to protect against ultraviolet radiation. Um, So they'd die if they came out during the day. And the genes that allow them to be awakened by daylight um, so they're just asleep. Just hanging out in your paws during the day. Yeah, having a little nap. Um, but not only that, they can't produce melatonin anymore by themselves. And melatonin in invertebrates, which are the animals without a spine, like these mites, yep. actually induces reproduction and uh, mobility, so moving oh. around. So instead, they use the melatonin that we produce, which peaks at night. Oh, that's sneaky. Exactly. So that all comes together to mean that, you know, they're, they're active when we sleep, which I think is preferable. Yes. There are heaps of other genes that they've lost, including the ones that help to repair mutated DNA. So taking all of this together, the researchers think that the mites might be heading towards an evolutionary dead end. So becoming more and more simple, transitioning from being parasites to just living symbiotically with us so they can't survive without us and eventually potentially facing extinction. Do you know, Emma, as terrible as this sounds, um, that really only seems like good news to me. But thank you so much for sharing. I had no idea about any of this uh, and I I am not concerned at all. But thank you. And thank you to everyone for listening. So be sure to keep an ear out for our next instalment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. From listener and Cosmos magazine comes Huh? Science Explained, a new weekly podcast answering all of life's questions, big and small, in just 10 minutes. Download the listener app now and listen for free. Listener.